you'll turn to Genesis chapter 32, we're going to start in verse 22. We're in uh, Genesis this week, all our confessions for this month, excuse me, will be in Genesis. Genesis chapter 32, starting in verse 22. Last Sunday, Scott covered a wonderful story of Abraham and Isaac, where God provided the ram for the sacrifice. And so today, let's kind of get a picture of where we're at before we read in this text. Isaac would grow up, as you would realize, and he would marry Rebekah. And Isaac and Rebekah would have two sons, Esau and Jacob. And the Lord told Rebekah, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So the decision was totally one of a sovereign God before the birth about Esau and Jacob, and Jacob being the chosen one. Esau was a skillful hunter. A man of the field, his daddy's favorite. Uh, Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in the tents, his mother's favorite, and I think some people probably would have called him a mama's boy. And although Jacob was chosen by the so- a sovereign God, Jacob displayed traits of being a schemer and a scoundrel. One day Esau returns from the fields exhausted and starving, and Jacob convinces Esau to sell his birthright for some red stew. That must have been some really good stew. Must have got it from Zeb's, I guess. And so one day uh, later, Isaac says, okay, he's getting ready. He thinks he's getting ready to die. And he says, okay, Esau, it's time for me to bless you. Go kill some game. Make my favorite food and I'll bless you. But in a twisted plot, Jacob, with the assistance of his mother, tricks Isaac into blessing Jacob. So as a result of this trickery, the Bible tells us that Esau hated Jacob and Jacob had to flee for his life. So while in exile, Jacob lives with his uncle Laban. And over, this, over, 14, over 14 years, Jacob marries two, two of his daughters. But the problem was God had blessed Jacob so much that Jacob began, began being controversial to his uncle and to his sons. So Jacob kind of leaves without really saying goodbye. Laban follows him. It's a little tense, but then, but let, you know, really Jacob cannot go back. So Jacob's going back home. Esau's approaching him with 400 men. That doesn't look good because uh, Esau, last he knew, Esau hated him. And then to make matters worse, his wives aren't getting along. There's constant turmoil in the family and distension. So Jacob's in a mess. So let's look at, let's pick it up in verse 22. The same night he arose and took his two wives his two female servants and his 11 children and crossed the ford at Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket. And Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, what is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob Call the name of the place Phanel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun arose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. 
Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. So if you, if you have a gospel transformation Bible, the notes are really good on this, this story. So in, in really this great anxiety, Jacob wrestles with God. He finally seeks help from the one he should have been seeking help from all along. Jacob is made weak by wrestling with God. God ironically declares that Jacob has prevailed, even though his divine power would be quickly demonstrated by just touching his hip, it would be dislocated. And Jacob would limp, I'm sure, the rest of his life. Jacob did not prevail with his own strength, but in his, in his dependence upon the blessing. The theme of the story is just like two songs that the, the team and Ian led us through, is God's grace is the story. The Gospel Transformation Bible, if you see in your notes, it says the new weakness is a stranger, an upside-down blessing to a man of great strength. Listen to this. It has been God's strange and beautiful pattern to pour out his grace through weakness in order to comfort his people in adversity and affliction. Jacob realizes that he, that he does not need to seek the face and approval of men, but the face that he should be most concerned with is God's face. So here's a question as we go in confession today. Are you worried about pleasing others? Or are you more worried about pleasing your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You know, right now, I don't know if you know this, and I don't think this is going to be a shock. The world's kind of stuck in a little bit of craziness right now. And uh, I don't think you'll ever appease the world. But I have great news. If you seek Jesus Christ with all your heart, he will render acceptance from this world meaningless. It will not mean anything. He will deliver you from this world. You know, since this is confession time, I must confess that often in my former position, I put a lot of my self-worth in my, in, on, on dependence from others. But the gospel of Jesus Christ declares that we cannot do anything to make ourselves acceptable to God through our own merit or works. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ has secured all that we need to be restored to God. For the believer, the, the righteousness of Christ is imputed to us through our faith in him. So let's confess our sins to the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, you tell us in your word that your grace is sufficient, your power is made perfect in weakness. You said, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. 
Our Lord, help us, Father, please help us reach a point like Jacob where no matter how hopeless our situation is, that we always make you our top priority. Our relationship with you, help us to make our relationship with you our main focus. Give us peace when we should not have peace. Give us hope when we should not have hope. Give us joy when we cannot find it in the world. Remind me, Lord, of your incredible grace every day that we have in Lord Jesus Christ. And use this, Lord, grace through the Holy Spirit to transform my life daily. Help me to say, for when I am weak, I am strong. In the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.